when I come over here, I always look for the deer, and that's one of the signs that the acorns are dropping. To Native Americans like Julia Parker, Yosemite Valley has always been a sacred place. Although she was born in Sonoma County to Pomo Indians, in 1949, Julia married a Miwok man who brought her home to live with his family here in Yosemite. Today, every step she takes reminds her of the way her family used to live, close to the land. Sometimes her path takes her by her old home, this is the last Indian village that um, my husband's people occupied. His grandmother's house was over there. Julia lived here until 1969, when the government finally bulldozed the Indian village to make way for campsites. Today, only a few of the old grinding rocks are visible. You know, how can you tell a story that most people coming into the valley have, uh, are not really aware of? Julia found a way to tell that story through the art of basket weaving. Over the years, she's used the skills she learned in the village to become one of California's most talented weavers. Her baskets can be found in the collections of the Queen of England and the Smithsonian Institution. How long do you have to soak it in the water? Minutes, you know, maybe about 10 minutes or so. You want to touch the basket? You can touch a basket. Is this a natural bone that you're holding? Yeah, this is, this is uh, a deer leg bone. Julia has worked for decades at the Yosemite National Park. And I, I always used to ask her about that. I mean, how, how can you do that? What, all these people come to you with these crazy, stupid questions, and ask, asking where your teepee is and all of that. And she, she has the kind of personality where, where that's not the point. She, she's very patient and understanding with people. And um, that's why she's alive. That's, that's what she lives for, is to, is to share her culture with, with the world. This is basket grass in one of my baskets. What they call bundle base basket. See, there's a certain way you gather it. So we try to hit the node right there. Usually it snaps off. Gathering places has always been very, very territorial. The Yosemite women would have used the Alpertal area as, uh, because this is where they're home of the red bud. If I were up north, I would hesitate in collecting there unless I got permission from some of my uh, relatives or friends who collect. So we're gonna take the core out, just using our hands alone. Then it goes in our mouth, and then we spit it down again. That goes to the earth, and here we have our piece of wood. Basket making, like all 
forms of Native Californian material culture and art form is, is rooted in, in the spiritual. The land, of course, was created by the various creators and spirits, and uh, walking through the landscape, you're living with the, um, with the original beings. So ev everything you make, you're taught, you're doing this for spiritual reason and, and, and not just for personal satisfaction or material gain. It's very hard today in our culture in contemporary California to really think ourselves back to realize what, what a basket meant to the aboriginal people. They would cook in baskets, they would store things in baskets, but they'd also, it would also be part of their religion. They would, they would uh, give gifts of baskets uh, at weddings. So there's really no aspect of Native Californian life that didn't have a basketry component. The basket I'm working on uh, was made for my grandson who is now 21 years old. It's all handmade. I think it took me about nine weeks to make this because usually when we have our newborns, we don't have basket for them right now. And so uh, we wait until they're born and then we begin to give them gifts. Native California basketry is a very traditional art form. So you start with this tradition from your village that you have, and, um, and then as you vary it, for the personal thing, the, 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 what they often say is that they get designs from dreams. Traditionally, you didn't, you didn't write things down. It's a completely oral, performative culture, and, and they didn't use rulers. They, they, they might have counted some stitches, but usually not. It's usually eyeballing the whole thing from beginning to end. And when you start a basket, you really have to have your design totally worked out in your head. It's even hard for me to believe that I, you know, made these when I think about it. It just feels like that I'm not real. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? It's just that there's something in a spirit inside of me that's guiding me to do these things. All her life, Julia has honored the traditions of her elders. And now at 74, she's hoping her own family will do what they can to keep the old ways alive. Ursula, we're gonna go and see all these beautiful baskets. Today they've made the 350-mile journey from Yosemite to the Hearst Museum of Anthropology, home to an historic collection of more than 9,000 native Californian baskets. The museum has become an annual pilgrimage for Julia. Uh, My daughter Ursula, a granddaughter Ursula, right. and great-grandgirl Naomi, and then great-grandson Parker. For years, the baskets were stored in a dim basement, stacked in huge piles. Today is the first time Julia has seen them in a new climate-controlled storage facility. Look at that, Naomi. Oh, look at tears in your eyes. You know, I've seen them before, but it's always, always see something new all the time. There's the beaded inside of that. Look at that one. Oh, it looks like a face. Look at the colors, how they put the colors together. When she comes to the museum collection, she is looking at the techniques and the, the great range of variation that we have here. 
uh, way more than you could find today in, in the current community. Um, but it's always back to the, to the maker that she wants to know. See how that starts in there? Now some of them are split. If you look at it real close, like Mama was telling you, Ursley, when yeah. she was teaching you. The older I get, the more it seems it's it's coming out of me. When I was younger, I wasn't really. I, I was always around it. I'm, my grandma's always been doing baskets, and I used to sit behind her back on her chair and watch her weave. And as I'm getting older, I'm starting to really appreciate it, and it's starting to come to me more. And I want to weave all the time. And I'm teaching my daughter all about the basket basketry. So it's just an honor to come here to see all these fine baskets from the older generations of ladies and learn and be able to carry it on and try to learn what they've done. Ursula, take a look at that basket up there with the big heavy blue beads oh. hanging out. <laughs> you come in here, they're all just singing to you. Many voices, you know, coming from all over and together we make family. And that's when I come in here, I think about that. Don't forget, don't forget. This is what we left for you, a legacy of stories and designs in the baskets not to forget.